0: I'm Christina Pittam, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Danielle Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are... In case you haven't heard, podcast. Are we creators? Are we influencers? Bloggers? We don't even know. We're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop
1: of what really goes down. So you know
0: exactly what the fuck is going on. What is good, guys? Welcome back to In Case You Haven't Heard. We're back. And my name is Christina. Christina Pittam on Instagram for those of you who don't already
1: know me or follow me. And I am Danielle. I'm All Things Coveted on Instagram. And Danielle Alexandra on TikTok. On TikTok. And I'm Christina Pittam on all channels
0: now, so it'll be easy to find me anywhere but we actually just started our TikTok journey together and we're gonna start creating content for you on our podcast with our TikToks
1: I think. Yeah we well we downloaded the app a while ago and then we kind of got into it. I really didn't post much other than dog videos. It's really fun and I got back into it when we we were together after quarantine and so we started learning some new dances and I thought like this is kind of fun. It's definitely something to do during this time in our lives when it's, you know, there's there's some boredom going around, and oh my God, um, for sure, so definitely going to utilize TikTok as an app, and I feel like so many people have,
0: yeah, no, TikTok is great. It's a new audience, and it's a great way to pass the time or waste your time, whatever you're sort of into. So today's episode, we're going to kind of transition more into talking about how businesses um, are.
1: S- sort of surviving during this quarantine time or how they're pivoting. And how the content creation and influencer space has changed throughout this whole... Pandemic, Yeah,
0: so we're going to start with the influencer space. We're going to talk about our jobs, how our jobs have shifted, and then we're going to get into the brand side. I'm going to touch base on how I've had to shift as a small business owner and Danielle will touch on how she's kind of had to shift with her freelance job as well as other projects that she had planned, <laughs> but had has had to kind of you know, put on pause, put on pause for the time being. The pause button is a huge button at the moment. I, literally, I know they should make some more like <laughs> gifs or something with the pause. With button. the pause button. Yeah. Maybe we can do that and submit it. Can you y- submit them? I'm sure you can, but I have no idea how to use InDesign. So um, let's start with, I mean, the influencer space. How has
1: our job shifted? Okay. Well, I feel like if anything, the influencer space has shifted in terms of like Brand deals, like people obviously don't have a big budget right now. I personally haven't really been reaching out to brands to get brand deals if I've already haven't communicated with them, like for May or June or the summer. I just right now I'm feeling like it's a really weird time. And I need to construct an email that's not, hey, do you have any open activations right now? And kind of wait for that email to come in. That's where my head's at. I've gotten a few emails where it's like, hey, we're doing this campaign. It's more of like exchange of service. We don't really have a large budget right now, but we're launching X product. Would you be willing to post about it?
0: Yeah, so I think there's a lot of uncertainty in what the appropriate approach is, because right now having influencers as an active way to market your brand, I think now is a more crucial time than ever. Um, I've been watching a lot of webinars and hearing a lot of, you know, professionals in the marketing influencer space and just in even in the field of like the fashion influencer space or just fashion in general. And then right now, um, because more eyes are on social and are on there, it's actually a ideal time to be marketing. And influencers are the most organic way to reach that. But something else that we do is offer a sense of sort of relief. So the way we shoot content has definitely shifted during this time.
1: You know, first of all, you can't go out and shoot. You can't go to any locations to shoot. So it's definitely being in that... In, getting creative. Getting creative in your space and utilizing your space in a more... I don't want to say creative again, but just utilizing your space that can kind of prolong content for a month at least, like at least two weeks. You've you've been really good about that. I've been super lazy about creating content because I feel like... I'm not inspired at the moment but I'm like you there's very, something wrong with me I, no, like, I love it going you're right killing now. it I mean as much as like I am an introvert I really do feed off of people's being energy with and people stuff. like people's energy even this like
0: small interaction it's like yesterday I was like oh I got to do this 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 like and share that experience it with really someone boosts- else it really boosts AK with Danielle by the way I'm talking about only I've only been yes. seeing her yeah.
1: exclusively <laughs> no but I, I do appreciate that because I never I did realize that before but I never really appreciated it because I just kind of you're always you know here and there going places even if you're not with someone doing something it's more you feel like you've had those connections so you're not like craving them but you don't
0: focus on them as much and now we're like oh focusing on like oh, I actually really like spending time with this person and maybe taking it
1: less for granted. I do think that getting creative in your space is something that all content creators right now um, have been utilizing. Also different platforms because people are becoming bored with if you're only on Instagram and YouTube, like a lot of people have branched out in TikTok. And then there's
0: also sort of, I think people are getting more personal, sharing more personal content. And
1: everyone's on live. Every oh, totally. day, everyone's online I, I get all those notifications.
0: So I've actually, I one of the podcast, or I think it was probably a live, where they were sharing, should we all be going on live? Like, what's the right direction for us to go? And is it actually smart or is it kind of dumb? I don't think that everyone should be going on live. That's well, These are what my t- key takeaways were. So not everyone should be going on live just because everyone's at home and has time to go and tune into them doesn't mean that they're going to. Not everyone should be doing live fitness
1: workouts. You know what I mean. If you're a trainer, yes, you should. Please, please put that out there. Yeah, because no, I know <laughs> everyone is a fitness guru right now. I know everyone is a cook right now. Everyone, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. Yes, I'm gonna. <laughs> But fall guilty
0: to the cook part. I haven't posted my workouts online. I've only decided – see, what I decided was I think people are going to get bored with that. So from the get-go, before I even came back here to, like, to Toronto from London when this whole thing went down, I was like, I'm just going to post the workouts that I'm doing so people can click and swipe up if they want to do them. I'm not going to show them that I – Me doing the workouts. Me doing, like, squats and burpees and stuff. Although, like, maybe I'll do it tomorrow when – you know, I'm supporting a live of like a local Toronto right. fitness person or something like that, just to help promote it. But yes, everyone's a cook. Everyone is a fitness guru. And guys, if you're partnering with someone who is an expert in the field, I think lives like that are great. Or if you're a studio that are you're do, providing lives for your community, totally. But if you're not really, if it's not a perfect fit, I maybe wouldn't suggest doing it because think of another way that you can engage with the audience in a better way because the worst is like having a live and like 10 people pop on
1: you know what I mean and then you yeah. kind of feel obligated to my on, worst nightmare right which there. is <laughs> hey just waiting for more people to join the live and then you're just sitting there something that I've seen on my feed lately people using their platforms in a positive way to draw awareness to staying home washing your hands all of those things I don't know if you've seen them but especially today like people are doing those like collages and everyone's holding up a word and it makes like a a sentence. Have you seen these? What I love is people using the platform in a positive way, sending positive messages. And then there's also the other side of the spectrum where people are really hating on people right now. I'm and I'm not. More. Well, okay. So have you been keeping up with this whole Ariel scandal?
0: I haven't. No. So Arielle, sure. the blogger from New York, that used to be
1: Something, something Navy. Navy. Well, okay. she is still Something Navy, well, but her brand, her brand is, is Something Navy. Which has,
0: by the way, been doing an incredible job on their social media, Something Navy yes. clothing brand. Huge inspiration for how to pivot your business model and engaging your audience and having your team be a part of it for that whole work from home angle. They're doing a really
1: great job. She's been getting a lot of backlash, though. And I'm not personally, though, personally. And also for I mean, just summarize. there's There's just a big scandal. Okay, so basically she posted all in her stories about getting tested for Corona and then she was tested positive for Corona. But in the whole process, people were getting on her because her privilege basically got her the test, even though she had a few symptoms, but wasn't at the you know extreme level. Whereas people who are Whereas very much in need are like not not getting turned to. away, and there's not enough tests. Oh, well, at that time, and also now, she was tested positive for corona, and eight days later, she moved her family from New York to the hamptons so being tested for corona she was not self-isolating she was still in her new york city apartment with her like two kids husband and nanny so her whole family at this point probably has it because it's highly contagious and they were all together and she moved her family from the apartment down the whole condo front desk into their car and then drove to the hamptons which they Probably like stop for gas, whatever you're traveling, you're okay, going so somewhere. Okay, so she's not being responsible. That's what, yeah, self quarantine. And then any, everyone was like hating her, really hating on her. She posted this story yesterday, crying, saying that she was getting threats, like her family was getting threats at this point, and that she's like super sorry that. People think that she's been insensitive and not Mm -hmm. taking this seriously because throughout all of this, she's still been like posting TikToks, posting photos, tagging like affiliate yeah. links well so what is it's, it's hard because it's it's definitely a time that people have to navigate and she still is an online you know she's an she's an influencer she's a content creator she probably wants to make some money even though her privilege is there and everyone she is privileged so you're saying basically like if she was doing certain things like this and she was
0: supposed to be quarantined she should have been a little bit more responsible well responsible or maybe
1: just not shown as much on social media yes. if she was doing it post. yeah and the point about this is even why I'm bringing it up is because this time is unique we've never been through this time so everyone's trying to navigate it in the way that they know how Mm. and people might not know how to navigate it properly because they're on social media they feel like they still should be putting out content yet they're sick it's like a really weird time i mean even like myself when I, i i talked about this in my solo episode but
0: just really quickly to touch on it when i was in london it wasn't as severe in the uk and canada already got on lockdown so people were like you should be telling your audience to you know stay home i'm like well i'm not staying home yet because nothing has been you know i'm in the uk i'm speaking from where i'm coming from of course i have an audience that is worldwide but it's hard to understand the severity and people who are in a more severe situation or have had you know maybe a more close to home experience of someone they know getting it or something like that will be more highly affected and again we'll take it more personally and then we'll have something more harsh to say if they do like to speak up about it
1: Yeah. And every and now we know how severe it is. So everyone should do their part and be responsible. Totally. Bringing it back around to people using their platforms in a positive way.
0: So it's really important that creators are showing a sort of balance, I think, of, you know, fun content for supported news related or awareness of the whole situation content or again, drawing awareness to organizations like you mentioned earlier. So it's really being able to read the room and like giving that equal division of, you know, how much you should be putting out of everything instead of just focusing on one. Because obviously, you know, if you're flipping through Instagram, you don't only want to see all like the headlines of like the news stories. And you don't... No, I
1: totally (laughs) agree with that. You
0: know, and you don't only want to see fun stuff because it's like, wait, are they ignoring it? So I think the balance is a crucial thing to focus on as a creator right now.
1: And there's a fine line too, because personally... I understand what you're saying in that you don't want to only put out fun content, but I feel like there's so much content out there, or I should say not content, facts, articles, videos about what's going on in the world. And there's so much propaganda and fake news. And it's almost as if like, I want my platform... Yeah, and memes. <laughs> but I want my platform to be almost like an escape from that. Totally. And I'm not a news source. I don't know everything. I'm not claiming to know everything. So if you want information about it, maybe go onto the government website and YouTube because everything that Trudeau, if you're Canadian, is saying, anything that Ford is saying is like published on YouTube. So watch their press conferences and get your information from there because I'm not going to post about it. For me, I'm not going to just shift my content over to only pandemic, only stuff about Mm -hmm. COVID-19 because that's not what my platform is about. However, just because I'm not doing that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not taking it seriously and taking the proper precautions, doing my quarantine. You're just
0: doing it personally.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to normalize everything else as much as possible because that's what makes my mood and that's what helps me get through this time. And no one knows how to navigate this properly because we've never been through this before, um, like we've said repeatedly, but that's my personal opinion on it. And I understand that people are dividing their content between half and half, but for me, just go online and figure it out. And come to me when you want the fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When you wanna see dancing TikToks, because I'll probably start posting those. Yes. You can can come, come on over
0: coming back to the way that brands are working with influencers, it really depends on the type of brand. Um, Obviously for smaller businesses, you know, who are now struggling a little bit more because of all of this, having that added extra budget to allocate to influencers is not necessarily feasible. So there are a lot of brands or or companies that are putting campaigns either on pause or if they have, you know, contracts because, you know, we do have like three, six month contracts, et cetera. I think terminating the contract at that point, um, if it is in the near future, because they don't know what, you know, the next six months is going to look like is definitely something that is happening and it's a reality so there is you know less work in a sense of that because of the uncertainty that we're feeling is the same uncertainty that the brands are feeling however for bigger brands especially brands you know that you creating at home content really resonates for like beauty brands you know makeup skincare like furniture brands I can only imagine you know or even like at home things like perhaps electronics and stuff like that those companies I think and I've heard based off of, um, I was listening to the four webinar actually, where Chris Allen was talking about a beauty campaign and her campaign is still rolling out. She's like, actually my engagement on this campaign that she, I think she pushed out last week did significantly better and did really
1: well. Cause everyone's on their phones and watching. I definitely have been seeing that as well, um, especially for the beauty world, you know, taking care of your hair, your skin, your makeup, Of that, even though you might not have anywhere to go, people are still interested in that self care, yeah, keeping themselves together. Yeah, Yeah. you still want to look good because looking good ultimately makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. even if it's not like putting on a full face of makeup. Like, I definitely don't put a full face of makeup on every single day, sometimes I don't even put anything on, but even putting on a tinted moisturizer and like a little bit of mascara with lipstick or whatever just Mm -hmm. to go for a walk it makes you feel so much better about yourself like you tried tried. and you know still doing your skincare routine still moisturizing the beauty community is sort of that trend-setting community they always (laughs) want that new good product that's like everyone's talking about so because it's not
0: like the thing is it's not like a timely thing it's not like you know getting the serum now it's like it's not going to interfere with anything else whereas fashion businesses and fashion brands and clothing collabs, I think, are taking a bigger hit. It's interesting because although they are all
1: wants and not needs, like I find, you know, your expensive cream is a want. It's not a need per se. But maybe it'll save you on Botox in the future. <laughs> exactly. That's true. But for some reason, well, especially because people don't have anywhere to go. so people don't really have a need to buy new clothes. Yes, other than loungewear. Other than loungewear. Lounge that might be taking a spike up. But ultimately, people don't have anywhere to go, so they don't have the need to buy new clothes. If anything, they want to feel good about themselves. If they want to purchase things, it's more about the beauty world right now.
0: So I was talking to my friend about this. Matilda and I were quarantined together, by the way, because she Cause was you also, were in London with we her. We were in or, Ireland no, and, and, and then London. Yes. And she was saying like, people aren't buying clothes now because you get ready to go into social settings. You get ready and dressed up for social interactions, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a party, whether it's going for drinks, for dinner. But since we're not going anywhere, there really is no need. So it's not that people get dressed for other people to impress them, but in a way like you get dressed and put together to be in a social scene. And now that's
1: just not a thing. So Have you been pitching for April and May or even the summer, summer 2020 season?
0: I actually have a list of like a few brands that I want to work with, but on a purely gifting basis, because I know this is like a hard time and Mm -hmm. I have been trying to like also just shoot some free content for local brands. A lot of them, I'm friends with the, the owners of them, but whether it's clothing, whether it's like food, we talked about this on the last episode, but just like trying to like maybe just create some content for them, tag them in a story if I order something or just say like, hey, like do you want me to shoot some sweaters or something? Because we need to shoot stuff inside, right? Yeah, that's true. And it's like might as well just like promote their brand and they can drop it off and then pick it up when I'm done shooting sort of thing. Yeah, I reach out to some brands that I want to work with on a gifting Basis, basis. Like exchange of service. Yeah, brands that like I've, made purchases from specifically that i'm like hey they've they've liked my stuff they've seen i can create good content like lioness i really want to work with oh
1: yes and uh, they've i love actually like, these jeans are lioness oh really yeah oh
0: from princess, princess polly. polly see i purchased all the stuff that i've gotten from them because i think they're doing great so.
1: lioness yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so now it's kind of just yeah focusing on those and maybe getting you know just because it's like a trade for posts doesn't mean there's nothing in it for you if you get posted on their on their feed it's going to be you yeah. know, you're going to get a, an audience. And you obviously like their clothes. So yeah. you're, getting,
1: you're getting an exchange of service. You're getting the product and you're giving your service. Yeah. Of creating excellent <laughs> content. But a+ content. A
0: plus content. A plus content. Only A plus content. But obviously that's not a feasible way to survive because you're not making money. And at the end of the day, it does come down to that. So um, I have had some incoming collabs. Actually, I haven't done any active pitching on paid collabs. Actually, one someone that I've been working with for
1: over a year. So and you recently did it like during this pandemic? Well,
0: like I'm getting an order and it's going to be for the month. The collabs that I've had come in were again, one was like skincare and the other one was jewelry. So the categories of like the incoming collabs that I have had were skincare and then jewelry accessories. So again, not really focusing too much on clothing, unfortunately, um, unless they're like a massive brand, but it's okay,
1: I think. In general, fashion brands don't necessarily have the budget there anyways to I I find most of my fashion-based collabs are exchange of service anyways. They exchange the clothes for content yeah. Um, because they tend to not have as much money as skincare.
0: Well, they're just more expensive to produce. So their margins are lower. lower. So skincare, makeup, I mean, depending on margin. the brand, but higher margin. In
1: this time, like, how are you focusing on building your relationships with new brands or have you put that uh, like on hold and you're just kind of focusing your time on maintaining the relationships that you, you've had throughout like, I guess, 2019 and the beginning of
0: 2020? So on an... From like an influencer perspective, um, I haven't done any of that yet. What I have been focusing a lot on is actually creating a more strategic content calendar for my stories and stuff. So it's like if I have a YouTube video coming out on Monday, I'm going to promote it twice this week. And so more just strategy stuff. I haven't gotten to that yet, but do you want to get into the brand perspective?
1: Yeah. And to touch on that, too, is is you have to be able to adapt in this industry and in any industry because, I mean, we were the first people to write down some goals. Like, I had already goaled myself out for 2020. I've, you know, I put my projections. I had everything in place. I thought I was super organized. I was like very excited for the year. I thought this year was going to like be the best year ever. It still can be. (laughs) But, you know, you have to be able to adapt. And my goal was like I had all these new brands that I wanted to work with, that I wanted to reach out to. And then now I'm in this like awkward situation where I don't know what's right to email. I don't know if it's like the right time. I don't know if my email is going to be overlooked because mm-hmm. it's such a time of chaos. I don't know if this time is going to be right to send the email because people might have more time to read the email. Like yeah. there's so many questions that for me, like this is how my mind works. And I honestly don't know and no one really knows what's right.
0: Yeah. Well, one tip that I've heard a couple times, once in a webinar, once through a friend of mine who works in more of the actually in the finance space, but this kind of goes across all boards. So before we get into the brand perspective, I think this is a general tip for everyone right now, because we don't really know what's appropriate, what's not. Obviously you can try, you know, can try pitching, you can try this and that, but right now is an amazing time, whether you're a brand, whether you're an influencer, whether you're, you know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, but to reach out to people or companies that you've wanted to work with before, not asking for anything, but really just building relationships. Mm -hmm. So really just focusing, making an introduction, you know, starting an email chain and just, you know, from checking in to introduce yourself, you know, the next email would be, how are you doing? You know, how's business doing? Then sharing ideas. And then, you know, once we're out of this, you know, in the next month or in the next month and a half, when we're ready to pitch again for maybe like the next month after that, People are going to have a more thorough understanding of who you are and are going to have more of a sense of connection with you, which I think in the long run will give you a better outcome for your you know, future brand deals or future partnerships or ho- however way you work with them.
1: I love that, especially because I've been re- I touched upon this on the last episode, but I've been reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And one of the key tips is never telling people People, what you want because they don't care. It's always turning it around and showing them what they want and how you can kind of give it to them. So always showing people what they want. So building those relationships is leading into that direction, right? No, absolutely. And also another tip that you reminded me of was when you're networking with people, rarely people keep that connection. You always sort of check in, and it's a very selfish check-in, but if you check in— It's always like checking in just to get your— because you know you want to ask them for something. Something, right? So try doing a genuine check-in every like— too much and this is a great time to build those relationships and say like hey how are you doing like maybe you networked with someone from a company you know even six months ago and you like forgot about them because you know you lose touch you you go out for a coffee you get connected and then you literally just lose their email yeah. you know in your email list this is the time to connect and say I hope you and your family or I hope you're doing well like it's how positioning are you doing?
0: yourself as a friend yes. Um and then again, once you make that connection, then you can make the shift to more business related when you're when you're ready, when everyone's ready for and that. And be genuine. You can
1: tell when someone's being surface.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so another point from the brand perspective is really learning how to adapt your marketing strategy and messaging. Yes. So right now there's obviously a focus on boosting online sales. Luckily, so many, so many brands and so many companies have e-commerce websites, so they don't have to completely, you know, die. There's obviously a huge hit that's being taken on brick and mortar retailers, but... Again, when you are trying to boost online sales, you don't want to be insensitive or blindsided with your approach. You want to make sure that you are being appropriate and that you are not just trying to make a quick buck, even though we are like all struggling or suffering a little bit, but that you are kind of like going about in the right way so that your audience or your customers aren't just taken aback by the way that you're trying to generate a little bit more, but that it kind of flows with your business model that it flows with your
1: brand messaging. Yeah. First of all, how have you pivoted Lorena and your online? And I know you've been supporting as much as you can small businesses. I think it also comes down to being genuine, being genuine with your community, being genuine with like how you're promoting, if you're putting, implementing a sale, if you're implementing a promo code, if you're doing a portion of donation, like everyone's taking a different approach. And, and how have you with Lorena shifted Or have you shifted? Because yeah. you're purely e-commerce.
0: Yeah, so we're purely e-commerce. We have a few boutiques that carry our product, which I mean, obviously now those brick and mortar boutiques aren't really significant for sales, for incoming revenue. Well, they're closed. Something that we've been doing is totally pivoting again or, right. mar- or adapting our marketing strategy. So like I mentioned earlier, um, Something Navy, which is associated to Nordstrom now, um, is they did a really great job. They've been introducing you know, their team, showing how their team does things that are not even related to... You know the brand so it's really integrating organic everyday things and relatable personal things into trying to sell your product for an example um each of their team members had a bake-off and you had to make like the ultimate chocolate chip cookie and like based on what they looked like once everyone submitted theirs like the audience voted so it's really engaging with your audience in a way so that when they identify with your brand you know for me what when they identify with my body suits they're not just like oh, it's just body suits. It's what is Lorena about that goes beyond that.
1: Every brand before had a brand personality and that's part of marketing, creating your deck, creating, you know, what your brand is about, your key objectives, your goals and your brand mission. But everyone is jumping on the lifestyle bandwagon because that's where it's moving. And that's how people, how that's how the consumer purchases now.
0: Yeah, well, if you can identify with a brand, you can't relate to them, then there really is nothing else because it is such a saturated market. Yes. There's so many brands out there. If you sell a t shirt that has a logo on it and it has no branding versus say another T shirt brand that, you know, that has this whole backstory, they've done a really cool had a really cool and unique approach to like how they market and how they position their photos and their ads and stuff like that those brands are the ones that stand out because they are more than you know they're associated to say skate culture for example to use this bake off again as an example the next time someone sees a chocolate chip cookie they might or on someone's story someone baking a chocolate chip cookie or a batch because that's what people are doing now sharing their cooking secrets on social media, they're probably gonna subconsciously relate to like, oh yeah, like I remember when Something Navy's team did that. That's true. Oh yeah, now Something Navy is at the top of their mind Mind. once again. So that's honestly a perfect way to summarize that. And another important thing to consider is that 20% of your clients generally contribute to 80% of your revenue. So. Explain that to us. Yeah, so although again, it is important to be sensitive in like your approach to marketing, Right now, like marketing is essentially what the world needs. And these aren't my words, actually. This is some knowledge that I took from a Rachel Zellick slash Moses live that I was Listening to guys, I'm literally just absorbing as much you as are I a can.
1: Sponge of knowledge or of I, of knowledge.
0: Yeah, a sponge of knowledge, but I literally do all these things and now I'm just trying to like regurgitate the information for you guys so that it resonates and that so I remember because I was like, this is so important. Yes. <laughs> um so yeah, although people are kind of worried about this because we don't know when it's gonna end and we might go into we are going to go into a recession. The reality is it is a circular economy. Although people are trying to save money and, you know, you should be aware of your spending habits and what you can and cannot spend on. If you have the means to, there's certain things that you can do, like support local Um, and like continue to buy because the thing is because we are a circular economy we need people to spend to have the means so that all of us can survive because if one part stops working then everything else gets cut off and that's how we're all going to get fucked so it's really important to just like keep the rotation going and if we still have people buying still have people spending you know still people producing then everything kind of stays in rotation and in the long run we'll all just be better off or in a better place when we come out of this whole pandemic slash crisis slash whatever you want to call it
1: preach because the negative side of that is that we've never as a whole have never seen an economic downfall like this in the past because it's the whole world it's not just like one country one sector it's literally the whole world is at an economic like downfall right now Mm -hmm. so not that I'm an economist, but I know it's a super scary time. So if you can think about it in that sense, it do what you can, even if it's just like supporting your local food, um, don't grocery store. Don't cut cold turkey because no. that's going to just screw everyone over. We will expand on these topics in future episodes, but definitely be conscious of your spending and be careful with your spending right now if you're in a situation that and, and you're struggling. However really try to keep this circle going because support your local grocery store, support your local businesses, try to buy things if you can. People are still producing, so we can still purchase. Yeah. So what is
0: in it and what is there to expect post-recession? So there's definitely going to be, I think, a shift in influencer marketing, especially in influencer marketing budgets, because I think now the brands that are utilizing it to promote their stuff are realizing how impactful they are. I was are. gonna
1: say, do you think it's gonna be a positive change or a negative? Positive. Do positive. You think more people are gonna put budget
0: into influencer marketing? A hundred percent. I think that it's gonna take up more ad take up more ad spend for brands than it has ever before. I mean, I think it's just gonna be wonderful. But what do you think? I have no I have no way to explain my my thoughts, thoughts but I just think it's going to be positive and for me it's like so obvious why
1: I think this is the time where content creators and influencers can really prove themselves because totally. they already have a community there and they are still engaged with that community and that community is still engaged with them and even though the world has stopped kind yeah of thing.
0: and like this is the time like now you can focus on the content you want to create especially if you have less brand deals and stuff so it's your time to shine and then once you're, you know, see how you can grow, see how you can prove how authentic you can be and how your audience loves you and loves to engage with you and then, I totally think that brands will see that um, on the other
1: side when we're all out of this. And for brands that are continuing their campaigns that are launching. I think they're smart. Those brands are smart. Like,
0: obviously, if you have to cut in certain areas, we all get it. Like, you have to cut spending. But
1: But also, brands have been really understanding with, you know, if people have it. I mean, for me, too, like, if you can't create the content in time, it's not like deadlines are being, like, cut in stone and you have to you know the deadline is this day like I've when people have been approaching me they're like oh we hope to post this on this day but we understand that it's a, you know it's True. a hard time like things are moving a lot slower pace especially even the delivery service it's like they may oh, send something cross out.
0: border yeah they
1: may send something out and then you know it may not arrive until you know another week even Amazon expected delivery Wednesday it's like also push back so
0: There's nothing you can really rely on right now. So it's just taking things more casually, I think. And then just to add to the way I think things will be post-recession, as a final note, is that I think there's obviously a huge slow living movement going on. You were saying like in our last episode, it's been nice to just be able to take a break, like wake up when you want to. You go to bed later, but it's okay. But maybe incorporating some structure if you want, but just being able to feel more relaxed, more appreciative and I do think that that's also going to be a trend for everything, whether it's lifestyle or marketing, et cetera. But it's going to be a trend post post-recession and post-quarantine and post-lockdown and everything. It'll
1: be interesting to see also if some corporations or some even smaller businesses keep their workers working from home post. Yes. Because maybe they're being super diligent, getting the job done, and that will probably be a way for companies to cut costs because if people are working from home, there's less costs for a company to maintain. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm wondering if a lot of people are gonna have a remote work job. job. Yeah, no.
0: Well, the thing is, I think it's more so like if people can prove that they can work from home, then companies, even if they want them back, their employers or employees are gonna be like, well, we can work from home just as well, so why do we have to come into work? So there'll definitely be a shift, I think, in the work from home movement, a shift in corporate structures after this. So it'll be so interesting to see, which is why I think it's really important to focus on all the new changes a lot of positive changes that are gonna come out of this because it's not all negative. And I I truly believe that, you know, it's gonna be only good can come out of this as a learning experience and as a shift in both how the economy is gonna function and how the environment is going to be treated. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I think we'll wrap it up there. You guys know where to find us. We plugged our handles in at the beginning, but also check us out on Instagram at you haven't Pod podcast. Podcast, yeah. And Don't forget to subscribe. Yes. And please rate us five stars, guys, because your reviews are what help us keep this going and get rated at the top of the charts. So we want to be at the top, right? Right
1: right at at the the top. top.
0: Right at the tip top. Tippy top. (laughs) So we'll see you in our next episode. And yeah, love you.